0: From Wish TV and the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is the News 8 Daily 8 Podcast with Wish TV's Kylie Conway. A Wish TV News 8 Update.
1: Hi, I'm Kylie Conway, and this is your News 8 Daily 8 for Monday, March 13th partly cloudy and cool. High temperature today is going to be in the upper 30s. Some places this morning seeing some snow flurries out there even. And in your vote, 2023 candidates running for Indianapolis mayor are discussing key issues as the race heats up. Four Democrats and four Republicans are running to unseat Joe Hogsett. News Ace Danielle Zakoski takes us to the event that drew nearly all of them together.
0: Seven of Indianapolis's mayoral candidates across both parties gathered for a forum to discuss how they would solve key issues the city is facing. Four Republicans and three Democrats attended the forum at First Trinity Church. State Representative Robin Shackelford and incumbent Mayor Joe Hogsett did not attend. It's about bringing the community together because we all come from different walks of life. The forum started with crime and criminal justice. Republican Abdul Hakim Shabazz says he would bring back the public safety director and increase penalties in what he calls economically challenged zones. It's, it's not so much a higher sentence than a sentence enhancement. It's like you bring a gun to a school. It's a sentence enhancement. Just like you commit a crime against a citizen, it's a, it's, a, it's a criminal enhancement. Democrat candidate Larry Vaughn wants to see commissioners put in place to manage public safety funds and help with crime rates.
1: He should not be encumbered by any murder rate being blamed on him because there's nothing he can do about it. But what he can do without state from the helplet. Help from the state legislature is appoint a commissioner to receive the actual public safety funding.
0: Republican John Couch highlighted education as a way to help battle the crime in the city. You can also do almost everybody in the city of Indianapolis to allow them to take a listening skills class, in which will help them with a lot of issues that are going on in their lives. And because you talk to yourself more than anybody else during the day. Republican candidate James Jackson says making sure people have access to jobs with livable wages is one part of fixing the housing crisis, as well as financial education. Uh, Making sure that folks are not spending more than 30% of their income on their rent and or mortgage. And that's what's driving a lot of this homelessness when people's um, income is being eaten up by what they have to pay for housing. There was some friction between an audience member and Democrat Bob Kern when it came to Section 8 housing.
1: As mayor of Indianapolis, this money will not be misappropriated. It will go to where it's supposed to go, to making sure that each and every family has housing. <laughs>
0: Democrat Cliff Marsiglio noted the mayor has limited powers when it comes to housing. We need to rethink what we can do as a city with a land bank, When you go to sell your house, you have to sell it at no more than 120% of what you paid for it. And they make sure it goes back to somebody who's... Candidates also commented on the economy. Republican Jefferson Shreve says the mayor needs to be focused on improving the economy. Our household income level's not growing in Marion County like it is in our donut counties. The mayor's got to sell it. We've got to bring that investment into our capital city. That's That's the job. Voters will have the chance to make their voices heard during the May 2nd primary. I'm Danielle Zulkowski
1: for Wish TV, wishtv.com, and like us on Facebook. A man is dead after a police chase and crash in Lawrence. It started at 8 last night near 465 in Pendleton Pike. Lawrence police say an officer pulled a man over, but he took off, then lost control at 46th in Shadeland, rolled and hit a utility pole. Medics pronounced the man dead at the scene. Authorities have not yet released his name. Investigators say they're not sure who owned the car as the license plate did not match it. In Clark County, state police say a man shot by officers in Jeffersonville last week has died. As we reported, police say they shot Robert Atkins Thursday after he pointed a gun in the air, then toward them. He died yesterday at a hospital in Louisville. No other injuries were reported. Police say they are still interviewing witnesses and officers and may release more details soon. I miss my daughter. An Indianapolis mother is pleading for help. She says her daughter has been missing for more than two weeks. Alicia Hollowell says that she's not seen her daughter, Shariah Williams, since February 23rd. Hollowell tells News 8 IMPD looked into the case and considers Williams a runaway and not in danger. Hallowell is still concerned, and a national organization is helping get the word out. The Black and Missing Foundation works toward equal coverage for missing persons of color. If I ask any of your viewers to name a person of color that has garnered national media coverage or
0: around the clock media coverage, they can't. But we can all name the Natalie Holloway, the Chandra Levy, the Gabby Petito.
1: The foundation says it will take anonymous tips about the Williams case. You can also call police. Today, President Biden plans to address how the U.S. will maintain a steady banking system after the historic failure of Silicon Valley Bank. He's also vowing customers' money is safe. The federal government says they'll be able to access their money again today. It's also promising to hold the bank responsible. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the situation with Silicon Valley is vastly different from the bank collapses during the 2008 recession.
0: Let me be clear that um, during the financial crisis, um, there were um, investors um, and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out. And we're certainly not looking. And uh, the reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again. But we are concerned about depositors and are focused on uh, trying to meet their needs.
1: The SVB collapse marks the second largest failure of a financial institution in U.S. history. President Biden is vowing to prevent or limit oil drilling in part of Alaska and the Arctic Ocean. He announced the plan last night. It bans drilling in nearly 3 million acres of the Beaufort Sea and limits drilling in more than 13 million acres of Alaska. The Biden administration is also weighing approval of a major oil endeavor in Alaska called the Phillips Willow Project. It aims to drill about 600 million barrels of oil on a federal reserve the size of Indiana. Supporters say it represents an economic lifeline for indigenous communities. Environmentalists argue it counters Biden's climate goals. The Biden administration says it would take years for drilled oil to make it to market. A decision on the project could come this week. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Indiana Congressman Andre Carson is addressing President Biden's proposed budget. The president's plan would provide $500 million in new grants to provide two years of free community college for some students. Carson tells our all Indiana politics team that that's a big win.
0: He's opened the door to nationwide free community college. That's a major victory in my mind. You know, so many Americans, so many Hoosiers want to go to college, but they aren't given the chance to do so sometimes even working full-time taking night classes it just isn't enough to pay for schooling so the president's budget would effectively allow uh, for students to access tuition-free programs that can lead to transfers to four-year institutions and it prepares them for good-paying jobs
1: biden's budget would also provide more funding for schools like martin university that serve minority populations you can watch all indiana politics at nine thirty every sunday morning on wish tv people in california are dealing with extremely wet weather there is some video out there it shows down monterey county in california buildings are swamped on either side officials say They have more than 8,000 people evacuated in the area. Experts say the atmospheric river, known as a Pineapple Express, brought warm temperatures that quickly melted some of the massive snowpack in the Sierra Madre Mountains. The flooding led to evacuation efforts. The flooding has also closed several parts of Pacific Coast Highway. The big winner at the Oscars is Everything Everywhere All at Once, picking up Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, both supporting acting awards. Michelle Yeoh for Best Actress and Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert share Best Director. The night's other top acting Oscar went to Brendan Fraser for The Whale, capping a remarkable career comeback. Host Jimmy Kimmel also gave a nod to last year's infamous slap when the Best Actor hit the host.
0: We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So, we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for best actor, (laughs) and permitted to give a 19 minute long speech.
1: He's, of course, referring to Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock, neither of whom attended the Oscars last night. After the drama of last year, the Academy says it did create a crisis management team to respond better to surprises. As a state, Indiana has a huge hand in March Madness. As five squads grab NCAA women's or men's tournament bids, the IU women's bid is the most historic. With a hearty cheer, the IU women's basketball team reacts to the Hoosiers' number one seed in the NCAA tournament. This is the first time in program history that IU has earned a top seed. That means the team will host the first and second rounds of the tournament in Bloomington. Indiana has had quite the season. Undefeated at home, they won the Big Ten regular season title for the first time since 1983. They sold out Assembly Hall for the first time in program history. Some wondered if the Hoosiers would miss out on a top seed after losing to Ohio State in the Big Ten semifinals. IU is led by Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, Mackenzie Holmes, who averages an impressive 22.3 points and 7.3 rebounds a game. You'll hear from her in a moment. First, head coach Terry Morin says the team is looking forward to another opportunity to dance.
0: To be selected first, but also uh, to get that number one seed, which has never happened uh, in this program, is um, you know, it's both thrilling, but uh, you know, we're very humbled by it and just grateful. I think it's kind of surreal, um, you know, just i think it's really cool to
1: see different teams getting those one seeds now and just being in those those top 10 top 5 teams just because you know in years past it's been pretty consistently the same team iu begins its tournament run on saturday against either tennessee tech or monmouth the indiana nil store is prepared selling the big dance t-shirts and sweatshirts ahead of both the women's and men's team appearances in the tournament this will be the women's ninth appearance overall Notre Dame is a three seed in the women's tournament. The Irish play Southern Utah Friday. Purdue made the tournament too, but the Boilers have extra work to do. As a first four team, they'll have to play and win an extra game. Purdue plays at St. John's Thursday night. Both teams are 11 seeds and the winner makes it to the round of 64 Saturday against North Carolina. Purdue and IU's men's teams are also headed to the tourney. Purdue punched its ticket in a game against Penn State yesterday, winning sixty-seven to sixty-five. The Boilermakers are also celebrating the team's first number 1 seed since 1996. Purdue will play either Farley Dickinson or Texas Southern in Columbus, Friday night, Columbus, Ohio, that is. And the IU men will travel to Albany, New York. The Hoosiers have a number 4 seed in the Midwest region and will play 13 seed Kent State. The Hoosiers tip off Friday night. It's a late game, 9:55. And tonight may be a case of deja vu for the Pacers. They play the Pistons in Detroit, just like they did Saturday. The Pacers won that one and hope to repeat the feat tonight, but they'll be very shorthanded. Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Ben Matherin, and TJ McConnell are all out. Tonight's game tips off at 7. And to business headlines. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank has hit some small businesses as well as big ones. Etsy creators could see their payments be delayed. Some businesses say they may not be able to make payroll, but with the government announcement over the weekend that it would use FDIC funds to make sure all depositors have access to their money today, that could all be prevented. The typical home buyer's monthly bill rose to a record $2,563 this week thanks to higher borrowing costs and higher home prices. Redfin says that's up 29% from the same week last year. The higher borrowing costs are cutting into demand from potential buyers and also keeping some sellers on the sidelines. Frontier Airlines is under fire after it was revealed this week that employees receive a $10 bonus when they charge a passenger that pesky oversized luggage fee. The incentive came to light after Salt Lake City journalist Diana Villa went viral for filming herself and another passenger being told their carry-on bags didn't meet the size requirements for a flight from Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport to Denver. A spokesperson for the discount airline told The Independent, the bonus is simply an incentive for our airport customer service agents to help ensure compliance with our policies and that all customers are treated equally. Walt Disney CEO Bob Iger expressed sympathy with consumers who have complained about the company's theme park prices. He told the Los Angeles Times the recent price hikes may have been too aggressive. Since Iger returned, Disney has scaled back some of its price enhancement at the parks. And Oscar nominations and wins do not have the same financial impact as they used to. Since the Oscar nominations were announced in late January, the 10 Best Picture nominees added $82 million in domestic box office sales, $71 million of which came from Avatar The Way of Water. Best Picture nominations have boosted demand on streaming, however. This has been your News 8 Daily 8. For WISH-TV, I'm Kylie Conway. Online at wishtv.com. And follow us on Facebook when you search WISH-TV.
0: This is the News 8 Daily 8 podcast with WISH-TV's Kylie Conway. A WISH-TV News 8 update on demand for even more on demand and on the go. Connect with WISH-TV on Facebook at wishtv.com and on the free WISH-TV mobile app. Thank you for listening and be sure to like, subscribe and follow this podcast for updates every weekday morning on the All Indiana Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcast.